Welcome to the 30A Show, your beach-happy podcast produced in South Walton, Florida, just steps from the beach. Brought to you locally by Shunkali Oyster Bar at the corner of 393 and 30A. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, this is Mike with 30A. Um, as you know, we're the Beach Happy Company and we strive not only to keep you in touch with the beach, but we want to keep you in touch with that feeling you get when you're at the beach, especially in these trying times. We're all kind of quarantining ourselves and we're maintaining a safe social distance uh, from others. And we're doing everything we can to put this pandemic behind us. But I think in addition to the health um, implications of all that, we're also going to have a lot of psychological implications and obviously economic implications as well. So I'm here today um, with a very special friend and guest, um, Dr. Bart Precor with Balance Health Studio. Uh, Dr. Bart, you guys are, are probably already following him on Facebook and Instagram. He's always doing uh, amazing updates in our community. Um, but for those of you who are not familiar with Dr. Bart, I wanted to take a moment to introduce him, to introduce his credentials, and to talk about what we can all be doing beyond the obvious uh, pureling of bodies and and maintaining social distance. What can we do to maintain a healthy and happy attitude um, in addition to all of the uh, physical things we can be doing? So, Dr. Bart, uh, thank you, number one. You you healthy and happy? Yeah, man. I'm, feel, I'm feeling great, and thanks for asking. And most importantly, when we talked the other day, actually, Angela, your wife, reached out and asked me if I'd be willing to come. I was so excited that there was going to be another opportunity to literally reach more people and kind of just give a little bit of a different message, not belittling anything, but most importantly, giving us another message that we can take away, we can start taking action and maybe reduce some of the fear and actually level up the consciousness and level up our, you know, our spirits right now, because it's a little, it's a little funky time right now. It's a little weird. And look, so we are going to uh, preface this conversation by saying, guys, we're not in, in anything we say. Uh, through our optimism and through our positive uh, attitude, in, by no means are we diminishing the seriousness of what's happening. By no means are we saying not uh, to be uh, paying attention and not to be concerned about it. But we're also going to offer a fresh perspective today, I think, on what we can be doing during this time, which could be socially very isolating and very depressing uh, and, and anxious. I mean, people are not just shut in at home. They're also taking pay cuts or losing their pay. Uh, yes, all, all the above. So this, this is uncharted territory. And literally from, you know, a couple of weeks ago to today, there's new information, new data, and new feelings mm -hmm. that are happening every almost hourly. Mm -hmm. We're seeing so much data coming out there. And there's, there's a level of uncertainty that we haven't seen quite in quite some time or, or if we've seen it at all. Mm -hmm. So those things of being isolated, not being able to touch our loved ones as much as we're used to, not literally to share love with each other. Walking in here today, we didn't even shake hands. Mm -hmm. ah, that's just weird. Mm -hmm. And yet it's part of the process right now. And it's OK. Yeah. So before we jump into all of this, I would like for uh, you, Dr. Bart, to explain to everybody, you know, I know that many, uh, every local knows Balance Health Studio in Seagrove and, and most of our visitors do too. But for people who are not familiar with you yet and your channels, and we're going to flash your social media handles here up on the screen, for people who are not interested, uh, for, who are not aware of your uh, background, what, where do you come from? Uh, what is your expertise? I've been practicing in the health space for a little over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And if I was to give a simple like one liner, I would say that I do functional nutrition and functional wellness. And what that really means is that every time I'm working with someone, it's always about the whole body approach, the whole mindset approach, because that's really where health comes from. So I guess you can put in the category of a holistic coach that also uses functional nutrition, but also functional testing. Mm -hmm. So in the last couple of years, we've been exposed to some amazing tests that we can run that literally help us understand the function of the human body more so than just focusing on the sickness. So if I think I was to sum it up, which I don't, I don't know how to really sum it up. You know, I am a licensed chiropractor. I'm a licensed acupuncturist. I've been doing nutrition for a couple decades now. When we put all that together, I like to consider myself as kind of a, a health doctor, a functional wellness doctor, a functional health coach. And, but you also, uh, you weren't with Olympic level athletes in your career, yeah. right? Yeah. So when people say, well, what's your focus? I say, people. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're all real at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. I've been fortunate to have an incredible wife, an incredible, incredible queen at home who is an Olympian. 
Mm-hmm. And now she's also a yoga instructor. We have a yoga teacher we, training school. We right. have a yoga studio. Your wife's a, a yoga teacher. So mm-hmm. we have that strength behind us, that foundation that right now, quite frankly, is important, that grounding element. Yeah. So in our studio, we, we offer a lot of these services that allow us as individuals to literally just start to find where we can level ourselves up. So one way or another, through body movement, through mind, through, through nutrition, through an adjustment, through acupuncture, all of that good stuff. That's why we kind of call it a health studio. Interestingly enough, you know, I'm kind of grew up pretty traditionally, you know, in a, in a traditional uh, background and you went to the doctor when you were sick. And, and the one thing that really has always impressed me having, uh, used you numerous times over the years for certain issues, you know, as opposed to a doctor who, and I'm not knocking the, the, the physicians who do amazing work out there, but, you know, if I have a backache, instead of it being a, okay, here's some pain meds, you know, a check back in a couple of weeks if it's not better, um, you know, you really look at that as, as a Band-Aid. It's almost like uh, if the red light goes off in your car, um, just stopping and pulling over and hoping it turns off, you know, or until yeah. it goes back down, but it doesn't really address the underlying problem. So I think that one of the things that's impressed me about your practice is trying to understand the why, you know, the why is that back pain there. It's not just a pulled muscle. It's what are you doing in your life and how do you change that? Is that, yeah, is that- yeah that, that's well said. And I love that analogy. I use that all the time. Like, would you just pull over and cut the, you know, cut the wire to the red light? of the car. <laughs> right. You wouldn't, wouldn't do that but you, because that would be kind of dumb, right? Like that wouldn't fix the car. In fact, it might put you in more danger. Mm-hmm. Like and then your car might break down and you don't even have that awareness. So right now more than ever, it is, I think it's more important that we start to look at the deeper root causes of what's going on with our mind, but our, our, our bodies as well. So that's, that's really always been the focus. What's the root cause? Where mm-hmm. is this discomfort coming from in the body? And that could be literally, it could be high blood pressure. And we see that all diabetes could be heart disease. It could be neck, you know, neck pain, back pain. Where's that root cause? When we get there, that's where we as individuals, that's when we really start to level up our health. That's when we can then start to be confident and have some certainty about the level of health that we have. As a, um, uh, someone who works in the healthcare space, uh, and, and the, the, the wellness and, and, um, entire body and mind fitness and health space. What sorts of concerns are you hearing from your uh, clients and what are you doing to reassure them or to help them through what we're experiencing right now? Did we mention the word coronavirus yet? Uh, we, I, I've been avoiding saying it. it's kind of like hurricane. You don't say so, the word so hurricane, but so it's COVID-19. COVID yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about COVID-19 for a second here. So I think there's really three facts that we all should understand right now. Listen, there is a ton of data that is changing day to day, but maybe there's three things that I'm really trying to help everyone understand because no doubt about it, uh, there's a fear component here. So let's roll through some of these and hopefully I can create some clarity for us. So anyone listening to this today can feel confident at the end of this that there is something that you can do. Not only is, but hopefully I'm gonna do something here today to, to inspire you to take a little more action. So first fact is this, that this COVID-19, this virus, this novel virus spreads a little easier than the the average flu. That's Mm -hmm. fact. But there's going to be a but to that. And there's going to be an and that I'm going to share with that in in a moment here, because the and is this, it also dies very, it's easy to neutralize it. We don't actually kill viruses. We neutralize them. So sometimes we get a virus like an Epstein-Barr virus that's in our body. It stays there. We don't actually kill it. So the idea of killing the virus is not technically accurate, but we're trying to neutralize it. And so it's neutralized very easily. Like you might see, I'm carrying around my little spray here today. Mm -hmm. And so that's one, there's some simple ways and we can go into some of those details, but that's an easy list anyone could Google right now. So that's number one, that it does spread a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not the common flu per se. And then there's some relationship. And number two is we have to continue to, to understand perspective here. So in the perspective I'm talking about right now, Mike, the mortality rate is higher. And I believe that this is what has started the fear concept, meaning that literally in the beginning, there was a super high, the highest known mortality rate of any flu before. So that scares people. The idea of dying, sure. especially when no one's given an answer of what we're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. So that starts to provoke it. But for everyone listening to this right now, I want you to know Every moment we speak with every group of people that are testing, that mortality rate is going down. Correct. Correct. And then the third is this. And this is the one I want everyone to anchor. If you listen to nothing I just talked about, I want you to anchor to this. 
and this is real simple. This is where I'm going to challenge every listener here today. When it's like a fun challenge. And, and, and just be gentle with beating me up on this, but hear me out. The stronger you are, the better your chances are, period. So that gives us a target, a moving target to get stronger. Mm-hmm. That's where the things that I'm doing right now are really helping people plug along. They're like, hey, Doc, what can I do? What can I physically do? Because we do know that this virus has a very specific affinity to the lungs, which means got to go through the, you know, through the throat, through the mucus glands. So if we get a stronger throat, if we get the mucus glands built up, we can save the lungs a little bit. And if people have pre-existing conditions, if you're a little bit older with a pre-existing condition, that's the highest rate of mortality. I don't even like saying that. Mm-hmm. So we, anybody along the way, because then people told me, well, I heard a 21-year-old. They listen, I will tell you right now, I know multiple people in our community mm-hmm. that have already had it and gotten over it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to understand. So the stronger we are, the better shot we have at this. So there's a good chance that a lot of people locally, a lot of people in your communities, so anyone that's watching or listening to this right now, they've already had it and they could have moved through it. Absolutely. And, I, and I've seen so many people you know, the idea that it's here in our community. Oh my God, yeah, we've got to be, yeah. look, the reality is uh, what we're seeing and reading and reaffirmed with an expert earlier this week is that, you know, right now it may be as many as six out of seven people who have it, don't even know they have it. Yeah. And as you said, many people in our community have already had it and probably never even knew they had it. Okay. And so, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a real likelihood. Real, real likelihood. So it really brings me to two things. And there's so many, so much I want to share here in our, in our time. One would be, listen, let us, let's make sure that we continue to operate out of love. Meaning this, we do not need to call each other's names out. We do not need to necessarily track the exact where it came from because we don't know. We live in a community and we live in a world that's international. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood that someone in our community your family member, you or someone next to you is going to test positive at some point is real. So I am going to tell everyone listening to this today, assume you're a carrier. Mm-hmm. With that, then you can assume that everything you touch is on you. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure that you keep everything clean. So if we just took that, we're not sitting back and hibernating. Mm-hmm. We're literally stepping up and assuming I'm probably a carrier. So what should a carrier do? I should keep myself clean. I should keep my proper distance. And no, too, there's simple stuff. This is not an airborne disease. It's mm-hmm. not so it can be spread mm-hmm. if I cough or sneeze on somebody, mm-hmm. but it's not hanging out in the air. And that I think has some people fearful of, mm-hmm. you know, not being around some people. Mm-hmm. But maybe the root cause of the fear, and I think a little bit of what we're seeing almost like this panic approach, is lack of certainty. Mm-hmm. And that lack of certainty feeds the fear model. And that's something that if we can go a little deeper, I think, I think that's a good direction. Well, and I would like to do that because I know you always take a holistic approach mm-hmm. to, to everything, looking at it from all perspectives. And the physical side is, is, is certainly part, but I'm a huge believer in the mental side being, um, I think that's where we're digging ourselves into a deep hole. And I don't just mean because of the coronavirus. I mean, in our culture, mm-hmm. you know, we have uh, somehow news has gone from being news, which it was 30 years ago, to now it is entertainment. And it's 24-7 and it's it's always alarmism. So in some ways, I've been telling people, you know, there's been this jaded, um, cynical shell that people have developed around anything. Because everything, every time you turn on the TV, yeah. it's breaking yeah. news and yeah. it's red and it's yeah. flashing and it's fire. And it's three months ago, we're worried about World War yeah. III with Iran. And then the, the, ne- the minute the next disaster comes along, we jump to that. So when a real disaster does come along, it makes uh, getting people to buy into the seriousness of it that much more difficult. So now that we're here, And, you know, there is a question mark about the mortality rate, because I think, as we know, we probably don't even know a fraction of how many people have it. So the mortality rate potentially drops through the floor, you know, uh, from, from, yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime, though, we all know the hand sanitation, all these things, people are shut in at home and Mm -hmm. or they're at the very least not interacting with others in the same way Mm -hmm. that they traditionally have. Mm -hmm. What psychologically, what mentally should we be doing to make sure that we're, adjusting to these changes. Yeah. And this is where we need to go. It's no doubt about it. I think the first thing I'd love to share with everyone listening to this is that for a moment, we've got to unhook. We've got to take a step back. We've got to take a deep breath and we got to pause. And the, really the question I think everyone needs to ask themselves, and I ask this to myself every morning, 
who am I right now? Am I a leader right here, right now? The words coming out of my mouth, the thoughts that I'm sharing with people, the instruction I'm giving, the stats that I'm sharing, all of these things going on. Am I being a great leader right here? Because Mike, right now more than ever, our country, this world needs leaders. And leaders allow for people to have concerns and then move them forward. The blame game is not leadership. It is not leadership whatsoever. So listen, I don't care who and why you're blaming, but that, that the quicker we can then unhook from the government, these guys, bad guys, China, whatever. politicians, it whatever. It isn't even media for that matter. Mm-hmm. I find myself being mad at media, but the truth is those are men and women like you and I mm-hmm. that are doing their jobs and their job is to get us on the hook. Mm-hmm. So I look at them when I step back and I say, damn, they're doing a damn good job. They're doing job, a very good right? job. Like, so You're exactly right. I don't, I don't even want to you know, condemn the media at this point because they're doing the job that they were signed up to get paid for. That's mm-hmm. the reality. Mm-hmm. It is you and I, and everyone listens to this, it is our responsibility. Personal accountability. Personal accountability as leaders. And what does that really mean? Maybe you're a business leader. Maybe you're a mom. Maybe you're a dad. Maybe you are a grandfather or whatever, a teacher. Maybe you're a business owner. Maybe you're leading by just posting on Facebook. But whatever it is that we're doing, let's take personal responsibility for not only what we're putting out, but how people might consume that information. Mm -hmm. If we take that responsibility, we find, we'll find what takes place here is that we quickly rise above. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there was ever a time that the words leveling up were important, it's here. So I I, kind of give this visual. Here's where our daily stresses and challenges were on a regular basis. And here's where we were handling them. And then all of a sudden this happens. Our stresses and the things going on, the uncertainties here, we, you, me, and everyone else need to level up. We can't change this. Mm-hmm. This is our time to put the tools in place, the practices, to mm-hmm. unhook for a moment. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. Is, this is the time. So if you're at home, let's say that um, you're a week into this, uh, okay. or maybe you're three weeks yeah. into this, but you're in relative isolation. Uh, yeah. You perhaps have your kids at home from school. Uh, perhaps, you know, you've been uh, let go from your job and now you're in effect quarantined. What sorts of activities, physical and mental, can you be doing to make sure that you are staying positive and staying healthy? Yeah. So I think I would start with by just asking everyone to respect the pause. That pause is sometimes we can't control everything mm-hmm. and let's respect the space that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Most of the things in our lives that we have excuses for not doing, mm-hmm. it's going to say I don't have time. Sure. Right. You're right. And now, And I was just talking to your amazing wife, Angela, and she, said, she asked where how Kelly and, I, Kelly and I, my wife, was doing. And I said, you know, it's been amazing that this pause has allowed me to really think about where we're going in the future. And I haven't had this pause in a long time. I'm, you know, I'm busy in business and stuff, so I'm really trying to respect this pause and see what I can get creative with. And if there's ever been a time that we've had excuse, I don't have time for exercise to eat right and all those things. Man, if you've ever had a health goal, it is right here, right now. And I see some amazing people doing amazing things. This is, this is one of the things I love about the social media. Right now, if we went on to Facebook, if you went on my Facebook, I promise you'd see dozens of people showing their home workouts. Like that's love. That's putting love into the air. That's putting love into the space mm-hmm. and say, let's take this opportunity to do something fantastic. Spread a little love. Take some time. Communicate with someone. Right now, get as close as you can be with all the people you love in your life from a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, you think about uh, when I was growing up, I, I there was a thing known as spring cleaning. And spring yeah, cleaning was yeah, something that mom yeah. did once a year and yeah. the kids had to go outside and everything yeah. got drug out and then put back in. Yeah. And even uh, speaking with our team this morning, you know, there were certain things that keep getting pushed down the list that are just kind of maintenance things that we've been neglecting. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great thing, you know, to, to, to think about is what things have you been putting off uh, doing um, now you kind of have no excuses because your, your to-do list during the day just got a lot simpler, certainly a lot faster if you're not having to, to, to run errands. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going back to the fear thing, fear happens when we don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. So I want you to imagine right now that you create a to-do list, and this could be for everyone listening to this, that you create, you get up in the morning and you've got some good habits. You know, the first thing you're going to do, drink some warm water with a little bit of lemon, healthy mucosal lining your throat great way to fight off the virus, 
great habit anyways. And then from there, you go outside and meditate a little bit. You're outside absorbing some sun, boosting up your vitamin D, your immune system's getting stronger. Then you engage in a little bit of exercise. Now we're boosting your red blood cells, getting white blood cells to wake up. We have this plan in action, this long to-do list of things that are building you. When we have actions in front of us, we have no time for fear. If you find yourself, and listen, this is real. I know some really good people right now, strong men and women who have literally kind of, they're right on the edge. But if we can kind of pause, pump the brakes a little bit, back up, create these action steps of things to do that are going to build you. Remember the strong survive. I promise you this, we will get through this. This too will pass. And it probably won't be the doomsday that we think that it may be. It's going to have some economic downfall, but we are a strong ass nation. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about that. Mm -hmm. We will rise up. We, mm -hmm. everything in history shows us that we will get better. Everything in history shows that we get, we, are, we will become a better, closer nation for this. Mm -hmm. So we've got to keep our eye on that target mm -hmm. and allow ourselves to keep thinking about what kind of leader do I need to be? What actions do I need to do for myself today? So I'm an example for that next person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about, you talk about habits and developing habits, uh, it just so happens that it, you know, you hear 21 days, you hear, you know, but the, uh, a certain number of days. Yeah. We've got time. We this do. is the perfect, <laughs> perfect time. You know? We have time. We can no longer use it. I've used that ex as a, an excuse a thousand times. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have enough time to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And habits, you know, it's the, it's the discipline, which often when, when it comes to discipline, it's doing something we actually don't want to do in the beginning, but we do it so frequently, it then becomes a habit that serves us. Mm -hmm. The challenge here is those habits can move in either direction. Mm -hmm. You can get onto a social media and follow someone, something that's just not serving you but you can get addicted to that emotional draw and move in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think going back to what I said earlier, we have to ask ourselves, are we being great leaders today? Mm -hmm. We have to do a gut check. Mm -hmm. We've got to unhook, pause, ask ourselves a question. Am I being the best version of myself? Mm -hmm. Is this the legacy I want to leave right mm -hmm. here, right now? If I record these months and have to hit rewind, Mm -hmm. a little bit later and see how I acted. Let, let's be proud of these moments. Right. Um, for someone who has been working out, mm -hmm. uh, maybe they've started out again. I think a, a seasoned veteran will have a plan in place, but for mm -hmm. someone who all of a sudden their fitness club is closed, they were just getting going. Um, and now they're finding themselves at home without the same uh, support and without the same uh, equipment mm -hmm. and tools what sorts of things can they be doing at home to make sure they don't lose their, their momentum and their enthusiasm for that? Okay. What has come good of this is that so many people are sharing on Facebook, literally mm -hmm. their homework. Go find some people, part of your tribe, or become part of a tribe and mm -hmm. contribute good things to that tribe, mm -hmm. you know, edification, smiles, happiness, whatever it may be, and follow along. There's so many different things that you can do without a gym membership. Mm -hmm. So I practice yoga every morning on my pool balcony. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's free. I can do barefooted. I can do it without doing my makeup or my hair, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> so these are these simple things. So I would encourage people. So I'll give you one of the things I give a lot of my clients to start with, mm -hmm. my push-up rule. Can I share that? Please. All right. So, so and this is kind of fun because it can be done with any space, any level of, of fitness, anything. So even if you can't do any. So you do one set of push-ups, your personal max. But these are full plank push-ups, nothing on your knees. Okay. And then you do your best push-up as deep as you can get your arms as many times as you possibly can. You find out your one set max. If you're a guy, you're going to double that. Let's just say you can do 10 good push-ups. You double that and add 10. So you do 10 times two, which would be 20, and then add 10, that's 30. That's your benchmark every day to complete 30 push-ups. Why? And I'll tell you why I push push-ups in a second here. But if you do that, that will give you satisfaction every single day. It'll give you a testosterone bump because you're going to push your body a little bit. And just knowing that it's a reachable goal. So you can do those push-ups anytime you want. You can do five here, five there, two there, whatever it may okay. be. So for anyone that hasn't done anything, start there. Your number might be, if you're a guy, you might start up, maybe, maybe you only do five you times two. That's 10, add 10, that's 20 for the entire day, but no excuses. Okay. Because you can do them in your kitchen, living room, you can do them in your underwear, you can do them naked, whatever you want to do, mm -hmm. they can get done. If you're a woman, same thing. One set times two, add five. Full plank though. Full plank. So yep. if you bend your arms a little bit, awesome. Whatever you consider your best version. 
And that allows you. So the beauty is the strength that you will build in 30 days will blow your mind. Really? Oh, yes. I promise you, you will be able to double your capacity. If you get a starter who hasn't been doing push-ups on a daily basis, they will be able to double their capacity in 30 days. And talk about an eye-opener of building, taking an action step toward health. Because listen, strong survive. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, biochemically, Mm -hmm. that's who's going to survive all this. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for, uh, anyone who may be sitting at home, um, really freaking out about this, you know, depressed, um, really concerned, you know, that they're, they're paranoid. I, you know, personally, I'm trying to reassure people that, that, you know, as you just did, this too shall pass. pass. Um, do you have a feel for, you know, how long this goes on uh, based on what you're hearing. And if not, um, you know, what should people be doing mentally to prepare for the long term? You know, if this, if this, if this goes beyond more than a few weeks, you know, what do you think we should all be doing mentally and physically, you know, beyond just staying positive and and basic fitness? So I'm going to go back to originally the mindset. We have to increase our capacity in managing stress. Mm -hmm. We've got to level up. And the reason for that, Mike, is this. There is going to be uncertainties here. Myself, the best of the best at CDC, we don't know. Let me put it this way. There's not going to be a line we draw on the sand and say coronavirus is gone. It's over, right? No matter what the government says, no matter what restrictions they take off or put on, it's not going to work that way. So we have to take action for our mind and for our body. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting at home and you're in that cocoon, I want you to the simplest things that you can do today that strengthen your mind and strengthen your body. And listen, it is real. But wherever you are, if you can do one little thing, mm-hmm. it's better than you did yesterday. You mm-hmm. can grow upon that. Mm-hmm. But those two must be our focuses. We've got to unhook. We've got to increase our capacity for our mindset and for our body. So listen, when it comes to the body, again, these are, I have my benchmark. I say make sure you're increasing your vitamin C, your vitamin D. And if you want to take it to the next level, there's an herb out there called echinacea. You have those in your body you're stronger. That's the reality. Those are building the immune system. They're immune modulators and they're helping fight off the unknowns. Mm -hmm. So there are things you can take. Just the strategy of social distancing and sitting at home is a very incomplete strategy. Mm -hmm. So even if we go on lockdown, there's not a guarantee that that strategy works. It's still not a proven record. So it is important. So as much as I think you're trying to pull me out with an answer here to say this is exactly when it's going to end. And I'll, I'm going to give you some thoughts on that. This, the, the key I want everyone to take away right now, we have to increase our capacity with our mindset. We have to, each one of us has to become a better leader and each one of us has to level up our health, takes definitive actions, clean our diet up. Here's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to do fasting. Maybe there won't be as much mm-hmm. food, but we need to clean those things up now. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned vitamin C, vitamin D, yep. and what, if you were at home yeah. and let's say, you know, of course we can all still shop and, and get things yeah. online and so yeah. what, uh, and, and I know you well enough to know you're not a, you know, uh, you know, pushing prescription medications on mm-hmm. people as, mm-hmm. unless it's, you know, necessary. Yeah. But in the case of things like that, the, the things that uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, what sorts of things should people be doing? Obviously sunlight, yeah. uh, you know, but, but also are there supplements or are there other things that you recommend people consider? There are, maybe we can put a link there. There, I have my top three. I just mentioned a very specific form of vitamin C that a specific form that actually helps build the white blood cells. That's mm-hmm. really important here because we're not just trying to acidify the body. We are trying to actually give our white blood cells weapons to fight regulate. But let me go through a list and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. rattle through these pretty quick, but these are, these are excellent strategies that I'm using and my wife is using every single day. And it gives me something to do every day, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm doing something about this. So we're not just sitting there kind of, so a, twice a day, bare minimum, I'm going to gargle with salt water. Okay. What we know about this virus, that it first lodges within, usually within the throat mucosal lining and stays there two to four days. So we have an opportunity in that moment. To kill it. Yeah. Before it even gets to the lungs. Yes, So that's where we want to use things like the salt water. That's where we use the lemon water. And these are really good, effective strategies. So if you feel a little scratchy, I'm also going to encourage you. Your audience can see I've sipped on my water a couple of times already. Every 15 minutes, lubricate your throat. Okay. Let's keep this pathway you know, nice and strong because we don't want it to get to here and then into the body, especially not into the lungs. Number two, get some sun. Listen, 
Here's one of the things that everyone should know. There's a reason that most flus have never made it through the summer. Yeah, big guy upstairs, man. The, the sun is above us. The virus does not like, no viruses like the sun. They don't like heat. Mm -hmm. So what can we do personally? Go outside, get some sun. I'm not saying get fried or anything like that, but go outside, get, be active, get 20 minutes and know that the sun is on your side. As each week we go deeper into the summer, the virus by itself will be neutralized. And that is important. Heat is an important thing. So the more warm food, hot teas, all those things that you can be consuming right now, phenomenal. It's an important clarification to make because I see a lot of people online saying stay at home. And I know what they're trying to convey. I know they're trying, they're to, trying yes. to convey, you know, don't interact with others. Yes. But stay at home does not mean stay inside. Yes. You know, I mean, yes. we are hearing that that sunlight and exposure yes. to that vitamin D, you know, yes. is is extremely helpful. And um, we, we are optimistic uh, that like other viruses, as summer months come around, mm -hmm. that we're hoping it won't be as on surfaces as yeah. perhaps it is yeah. now because it won't last as long on a doorknob or a yep. toilet handle or something like that. So, but I did want to clarify that, that, you know, we're not, I don't think even the CDC is recommending you stay inside and just sit in front of the computer screen. You know, yeah. it is important to get out and get Mike, fresh air and to get some sunlight. Mike, that, that is so important because I, I see people too and they've said, well, I'm isolating myself inside my house. No, we're just, we're really, the strategy is social distancing. Mm -hmm in the event that you have symptoms, and let me, let me, this is what I'm gonna tell you. If you think you have symptoms, you are now in isolation. Mm -hmm. And you take responsibility for you out of fairness and out of love for all the people around you. Maybe you wear a mask at home. You walk around with um, you know, some kind of little cleaner. You can make them at home. We don't have to buy these big expensive Pirelles. You, everything you touch, you wipe down and give yourself at least a 14 day window there. Mm -hmm. That, but in general, get outside. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we've shut down our beaches. I literally had someone basically imply they thought that the, the, the disease was worse on the beach. And it's then listen, we're in that time right yeah. now. That if we say beach. don't go there, we think that that thing is bad. And the beach is probably have nothing to do with it. In fact, except it might be the healthiest place we could be with the salt air, it's salt air, like this environment for you guys, it. this is unbelievable. The ions that are in the air actually clean the air a little bit better. We take them in. It is therapy. It literally is. Well, and that's what uh, I know people will be commenting and asking about that. You know, the, the situation with the beaches, obviously the beaches aren't inherently dangerous. I mm. think if I had to guess what the thinking was, mm. this was right in the heart of spring break. Oh, yes. And and so many people had had vacation plans, canceled international plans or plans mm. through flights or plans to Disney World where theme parks or hotels are simply closing. And in our case, uh, I think because we were a close drive they're sitting in Atlanta or Nashville or Birmingham going, well, we might as well be at the beach. Yeah. Um, now we got the kids out of school. We might mm -hmm. as well do so. And the problem was, is that, of course, everyone's aggregating on yeah. the beach, including a lot of teenagers all just, you know, piled in there. And so the fear, um, obviously, there's nothing inherent about the beach. Right. I think it was the timing of everyone yeah. congregating on the beach. And how do you get rid of that? Like, you know, there's not enough police. For, yeah. we, we don't have enough we sheriff's don't. officers to no. go up and down the beach and break up every single crowd. So I think it was probably just the easiest thing was to do that. But it is an unfortunate uh, that we lose that resource, yeah. um, you know, that, that is normally very spiritual and very healing by yeah. definition. And, and so, you know, even clear on my end, like I support that right now mm -hmm. because we had we have to do things that unfortunately put some rules in play here that allow us to say, okay, here's the rules. Let's play the best that we can by the rules. So I'm a sports fanatic. I don't want them <laughs> closing down, but I get it. And yeah, yeah. the unselfishness part of all of us just have to kind of say, all right, I still have the luxury of going out in my yard. I still have the opportunity to ride my bike down the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And those are all real. Mm -hmm. So I will encourage everyone to get outside and let that happen. I want to go back a minute because I don't think I answered if you said, I, if I had some speculation, mm -hmm. which we, this is what it is, mm -hmm. of where I think this is going to go mm -hmm. and what some kind of predictability, if mm -hmm. there is some. And this changes daily. Sure. Yeah, this is, this is what I would say to you and a lot of people that are listening. I think with each and every day that goes by, we're going to see more tests become positive because we're testing more frequently. Of course. Okay. Our mortality rate is going to go down. Each individual is going to start to know people that had the test, they tested positive and they, and they, things worked out for them. I already know probably close to a dozen people tested positive and they're fine. Mm -hmm. 
And I know there's some other cases as well, but it is important that we recognize that. And I also know a lot of people who are not getting tested. And I think it's important we have this conversation about should we or should we not get tested? Mm -hmm. I think we probably got about another 30 days mm -hmm. of isolation. Mm -hmm. I think that's on a long side. And then we're going to start to see these rates drop a little bit. We're going to mm -hmm. try to flatten that curve a little bit. When we go back into normalcy, it's going to be interesting because there's not a line in the sand that says everyone doesn't have it or everyone is fixed. So there's going to be some uncertainty once again. And it is in those moments, again, we have to go back to who are we? Have we prepared our bodies to be stronger? So if my immune system is stronger, it supports your immune system as well. So I don't want to be a carrier. So if I am stronger, I can be one less carrier. Mm -hmm. So taking these actions along the way, I think by the time we get to the summer, it's going to deflate mm -hmm. big time. Mm -hmm. And I, I suspect down here, we're going to see some of the bands go away. I think we're going to see some normalcy um, latest summer. And then a couple months later, normalcy with business and our economic turn. And I think that we're all going to be very, uh, we're going to be schooled mm -hmm. at the end of this. Sure. And hopefully we take something amazing away from it. Hopefully everyone is doing a little gut check on their health right now. Because I, I tell you right now, the stronger survive in this. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't been at your best, Maybe you'll use this opportunity to literally level up your health on many, many, you know, your mind, your body, your spirituality, any category that you can level up. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll, we'll pull away from that. This is something that we'll pull away out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about testing. Um, so, you know, let's say you're feeling, you know, scratchy throat. Maybe you're feeling some, some light symptoms, but you're not really sure. And, and normally it's something you probably just brush off and dismiss. What do you think, uh, in terms of testing, what should we be doing, not just as individuals, but as a, as a, as a country? Okay. Recognize first that not every cough, sneeze, and sore throat meant that you had COVID-19. Remember, so down here, we got pollen season. At some point, I was, I was kind of like, yeah, when does that red tide come? Because if that comes, Ooh, on that's going to, you know, it's going to kind of like make a lot of people nervous. That being said, so the, the healthcare system right now, is already full. That's before COVID. Mm -hmm. Okay. They already have their hands full. It's long waits in doctor's offices. So in the event that you think that you're coming down with the flu, it's time out for you, isolation for you. This is important. The testing is not as relevant. Some people are going to really yell at me for saying this and say, well, we need to know, listen, the moment you have a symptom, take the personal responsibility that you are a carrier and that you have to take responsibility for every, anything and everyone around you. Mm -hmm. Mask up, clean up, go in isolation. The challenge is if all these people that have symptoms, and I'm, I'm gonna make the quick note here of that, if you're having respiratory distress to the ER, mm -hmm. that's where you're going. You're going to the hospital. And I pray that when you get there, there's not a lot of people in front of you that just have symptoms mm -hmm. because you need care. And this is so important for us. If we wanna see our mortality rate, get lower and lower. We have the best doctors, the best healthcare systems in the world with plenty of equipment if we don't fill them up with unnecessary patients. So as a responsibility, I think we all have to say, hey, listen, if I have any symptoms that are in line with this COVID-19, first is personal isolation and start practicing health like you've never practiced it before. Mm -hmm. Mental and physical. Mental and physical. Yeah, I'm not, there's no separation. Mm -hmm. We've got to get our mind clear. We've got to unhook. Mm -hmm. We've, you know, uh, Mike, not to go in a different direction here, but I, I, I wonder at times that if this isn't just a message from above, because mm -hmm. this is global. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen it. I have no facts in this, but I've heard that places in China, they're starting to see blue sky. Yeah. I've heard that rivers in Italy are starting to clear up mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Like mm -hmm. the earth is an amazing detoxification machine. If we give it a chance, it is no different than the human body. If we give these bodies, we can whoop their asses for four decades straight. And if we give them an opportunity to get stronger, to level up their health, to do things and make this about our mind and body, it's amazing what can happen. Yet we have to have that pause. Well, and that's just like for people who have been smokers and they say that, you know, when you put it down, it's amazing how quickly your lungs yes. uh, replenish and how quickly yes. your body um, rejuvenates. And it's yeah. the same with earth. You it know, is. it's like the minute uh, that congestion in, yeah. in a, a city of 15 million people stops, the minute 
Um, you know, there's uh, no sewage flowing into the waterways, uh, you know, that, that might be churned up, you know, then all of a sudden you're seeing the earth kind of research. Yeah. And so let's take that opportunity as individuals, you know, right. as well. Um, so I know people are going to ask you, you mentioned the little spray bottle you've yeah. got in the yeah. engine that you don't have to be uh, going to Sam's Club to buy 55 gallon tubs of uh, Purell. What do you, what do you have in the All bottle right. there, so, Doc? So, and this is not rocket science. So this is rubbing alcohol. So we want to make sure that your rubbing alcohol is like 60%. So listen, here's the funny thing too, is that we went to the store and couldn't get rubbing alcohol. So we use some old vodka that's at least 80%. <laughs> so literally it's alcohol. It yeah. will neutralize it. So this is alcohol. About 60% of this body was filled up with some level of alcohol. The rest, 40% was water. And then we add a little bit of a, uh, an essential oil. So in this particular one is tea tree. And this is the one, this is my responsibility. This is my tool set. So even though I'm at your house today, it's my responsibility to make sure I don't leave anything behind. That's not good for you guys. Yeah. And I'm also taking the mindset that there's a good chance I'm a carrier. So why don't I just take the steps to help out? So anyone can make these at home. Mm -hmm. And all the areas that you've never thought of cleaning before, start cleaning. Refrigerator doors. Mm -hmm. Keyboard. Keyboard, yeah. So anything that you share. So I think of my wife following behind me. And the last person in the world that I would ever want to you know, help her get sick is my wife. So it's my responsibility to think, what should, might she touch that I've already, maybe, you know, maybe I could pass it along. So I'm taking these extra steps that I never would have before, Mike. I've washed my hands more in these last two weeks than I've ever literally washed my hands probably in the last year, especially with like soap and water. And so what like you're that. saying is we have to put the seat down. Yeah. As a currency. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Simple, simple things that don't seem so like they're obvious, but we, 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 we might not even be thinking of. So um, if like less simple things, if you cough or sneeze and you've been real polite and you get into your, your, like your shirt or something like that. You get home, take that shirt off. It goes immediately into the hamper. Mm -hmm. And then you clean those clothes off. One of the big things I've been sharing with my friends and family that have kids. Mm -hmm. Listen, I was a teenager. I don't know how I would really be. So I'm not going to judge the teenage, the, the young you know, folks right now. They're 20, 25 years old. It's still socializing. But I think the rule, rule at home is this. You come home, you strip down, you get into a hot shower, and all your clothes go into the wash. Mm -hmm. That's a practice. That's easy. And it gives us confirmation that we're doing something. You know, I think what we might also see, and again, trying to be an optimist, and I'm obviously not an immunologist or anything like that, but I think we might also see, uh, I would hope, a dramatic decline in cases of the flu and other transmittable diseases this season. So it may end up being, I'm not saying a wash because I'm not trying to diminish the fact that we may end up having, you know, 10,000 people die from this horrific thing, you know, uh, but instead of having 60,000 people die from the flu, what if we cut that number in half, you know, because of better practices? Perfectly said. And here's the deal. We will. I'll be more mindful. You'll be more mindful. We will just, we will, we'll level up our mindfulness about the possibility of spreading things like viruses. You know, and back to earlier when we were talking about perspective, let me share this with you. And again, I don't want to get in too much stats because they're all out there, but last year in our country alone, listen to this stat half million people died from heart disease. Nobody's freaking out. Yeah. That's a half million. And the year before, half million, half million. Mike, we will not see that. I feel confident saying that with the COVID-19, not worldwide. Half million people died last year from heart disease. So there is some perspective we must take and say, okay, there's some other things that could cause alarm, but because we have systems in place, we reduce the fear that goes with that. We know, to your point, we have a plan. We, we're already comfortable with that, not comfortable with yeah. it, but we're already aware of it. Aware of it. And we feel like it, it's a known entity. It's and I think entity. that this, this yes. variable, this, this question mark is what's causing the panic. And to your point, yes. answer that question by developing a personal plan yes. in your own life, yes. right? So, yes. so if, you, if, if the answer to the plan is, well, I'm just not going to get sick. And I'm not going to get sick because I'm going to do these things yes. and maintain that positive attitude and change these things in your life. Yeah. You know, and, and there's going to be someone who says, well, positive attitude is not going to fight off the COVID. Yet from a scientific position on a cellular level, we have evidence. We have proof of what happens when we are in fear mode. It literally makes the cell contract. And that contracted cell has less ability to share nutrients in and outside of the cell and it does get sicker faster. So when people think it's not just about a positive attitude, trust me, it is. I think it is. And I'll tell you, I was in, 
I was in Thailand a couple months ago mm-hmm. um, when all of this was starting. And of course, to clarify, you know, Thailand is not as close to China as some people think, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, so it was not anywhere near. And in fact, I think Thailand's only had, you know, a, a fewer than 10 people die, I think, from you know, very small mm-hmm. numbers. So th- they've done a very good job of containing it. Um, but in Thailand, uh, I went to the palace and there was a, an amazing old man who was our tour guide. And his name was Sonny. And he was just this radiant being. I mean, just this small man. And he was, uh, he had been giving tours at palace for 60 years, over 60 years. He said when he first started giving tours in Bangkok, there were fewer than 150 cars in Bangkok, you know, at the time in the late 60s. Uh, So, uh, but he, he really made a point to say, and we were I don't, we weren't talking about COVID because it really hasn't, had not developed to, mm-hmm. to that degree, but he mentioned that he had, in 60 years, he had never been sick. And he's like, I, mm-hmm. I don't get sick. He's mm-hmm. like, I've never missed a day. I don't mm-hmm. get sick. And what was amazing about it is I told him at the time, I said, you know, I could have predicted that because he's just so full of life and yeah. full of optimism and full of happiness. Yeah. And he was, everything he said was positive and uplifting. And I do believe that that's not just, I do believe that we make a decision about what type of person we're going to be. And I believe that it's not manifesting. It's nothing metaphysical. It is, um, you deciding what you're going to, uh, let into your mind and let into your body and, and what you're going to dismiss. And I think right now, maybe more than other, we are vulnerable to a lot of things coming in and we have to decide what I let in. I love social media. Some people hate it. I love it. It's given me an opportunity to connect with people like you and, and thousands of people, literally tens of thousands of people every day I get to connect with um, and share some love with them. And what I've noticed with social media, it follows your mindset. Meaning that if I watch things, and I have a bunch of bulldogs at home, if I watch things about bulldogs, I get more feeds about bulldogs. If I watch things about exercise, I get more things about exercise. So the AI component is there. So it's a good gut check. If, you, if you're like, oh, I can't be on Facebook anymore because there's too much political crap, it's because you're watching political crap. And it's going to feed more. Yeah, so allow yourself. That is a tool that you could use. Just maybe you're on your Facebook, you just say, hey, you know, happy dogs, you know, and just start getting those feeds to literally get that vibrational love rolling. I, and I advise people to just start hiding, you know, pages that, that, pedal and negativity yeah. and, and, you know, give yourself a break from it. And even look, uh, even some friends, you know, I have to take a break from yeah, sometimes yeah. And, and I love them, yep. but you know, perhaps the message they're, they're serving up isn't the message I need to hear right mm-hmm. now. And so you can easily do that. You can curate yeah. your own page to where you're seeing things that inspire and motivate and uplift you rather than pull you down into the, to the mental quagmire. So, you know, I have, um, Every morning I go live on my mm-hmm. personal Facebook mm-hmm. and I and I just try to share this simple health tip. And I often will have part of I call it the tribe. Mm-hmm. And the tribe will say, Bob, how do you how do you get up every day and do this? And I'm like, I get so much love back from the tribe that it motivates me to mm-hmm. give more love. Yeah. And we can't lose that. So when people say, well, it's easy for you, you're positive. Well, th- what becomes easy for me is that the more I put out in inevitably I keep getting back and our tribe has just grown over the years. And I get literally your wife sent me a beautiful message the other day that just like inspired me, I'm going to go do more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to give out more. I'm going to share more. Well, and happiness, I, I, I'm for all of our beach happy uh, viewers, you know, happiness is a choice, you know, yeah. and it's also, it's not just a choice, but it is a daily job, right? It is, yeah. it is happiness is not something that, you work at the power company for 40 years and then you unlock on the retirement day. It's not, it is something that every day we have to put into practice um, and, and develop the habits that ultimately um, curate an environment that's ripe for happiness. Right. And so I think, you know, the, the founding fathers probably had it right. They they give you life and Liberty, but they don't give you happiness. They give you the pursuit of happiness. You know, you have the ability to pursue it. That doesn't mean you're going to catch it. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed it, but you, have the right to pursue it. And, and I would argue that you have a, a personal and, and a familial obligation to pursue happiness and to make it a priority. Uh, because if you're not happy, you're not going to be doing any good. You know, the reality is uh, you're not going to be contributing to charity. You're not going to be inspiring others. If you're happy, unhappy and depressed and uh, it's, it's happiness. Uh, I will tell you a funny thing. You know, we, we sell a lot of t-shirts made from yeah. recycled plastic yeah. and, um, you know, one of the ideas that came up this week, uh, because we're trying to figure out how to do some good, how to keep people motivated, um, while also, you know, 
still keeping the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, we had a shirt idea and, and the shirt idea was happiness is contagious. And I, and we've kind of held back on it because we don't want to seem insensitive or that we're exploiting, you know, suffering. But I do believe that, that happiness is contagious. I do believe that it is something that we all need to be promoting, especially in these times, because some of us have better grounding and our better, better ability to achieve happiness than others. And we need to kind of help uplift yeah. these guys and not let them fall into a tailspin. Yeah. So I'm, I want to uplift you right now and tell you to do that. And it's not necessarily taking advantage of the system because the intention, the intention is to uplift the poor intention or taking advantage would be if the mask costs $4 and you charge someone 25 for it, that's a poor intention yet to put a t-shirt saying happiness is contagious. And you get that mindset being like, wow, happiness is contagious. This one you're wearing right now, it just says, be happy. Like, how can I look at you right now and not put a smile on my face? Because you have literally, it just says, be happy. Like, how can I not do that? Yeah. So that's the love I'm talking about. And every one of us has the ability to share and spread that and make it contagious daily. The, the art of edification is something that we should all hone that skill and become masters of. Mm -hmm. That type of leadership, edifying each other for no other reason, but just to kind of uplift another human being. Imagine that practice. Imagine if everyone today just practice one edification to someone that they didn't edify yesterday. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that they look great. Thank you for being what you're doing. Thank you for bringing me here today. Imagine if we just, every one of us said that the consciousness shift that would happen like that. Yeah. Dr. Bart, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm going to steal some spray from you. Yeah, I want to yeah. try this homemade nice, moonshine nice. solution yep. here is that, and, and might even do a shot of it. Uh, is that, what kind of vodka? Well, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one's not made of vodka. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, dri uh, I'm driving with so this So Dr. One. Bart yeah. is with uh, Balance Health Studio in Seagrove. Uh, beach uh just a, an amazing company his wife's amazing and um really great um body mind and spiritual leaders in our community and we thank you because it's going to take positivity and optimism and happiness to get us all through this not just great doctors who are taking care of us in the um in the hospitals and, and waiting rooms but also um, holistic healers are going to help us all spiritually and physically and mentally get through this so dr bart thanks for being one of those and uh stay healthy stay happy yeah, thanks, right, Mike. Guys. Thanks for having Thank me. you so much. Beach Happy. And uh, follow Dr. Bart on Instagram, um, on Facebook. We're putting all of his uh, IDs up here so that you guys can follow him. Great daily tips, great daily moments of inspiration that he takes time to curate and think through every day. So it's super important that we get out there and spread that sort of optimism and those sorts of thought leaders rather than the people and mindsets that will drag you down. So uh, choose your friends wisely, even the virtual friends you have. All right. Thank you, guys. Be chappy. Find The 30A Show on your favorite streaming apps or inside our 30A apps for iPhone and Android. Thanks for listening to The 30A Show, brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar. Until next time, be chappy.